Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. As always, we are found here on the Infanity TV streaming channel, uh, only here on YouTube, of course. And we're here every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, as always, I have my co-host right here to my left on my set. I love it. Uh, Mr. Money Mike, how's it going today? Hey, welcome back, man. You know, because I was hosting last week. You How know? was that, by the way? Hey, it, it, was, it was great. It was great energy. You know what I mean? I got to say what I wanted to say to Fredo. You know, shout out to Fredo. He took hey, it. How am I? How am I doing today? I'm fresh off the marathon. It was great. Uh, Twenty six uh, uh, hundred cups. I passed out. You know what I mean? So I'm not sore at all, and I was able to do the show. Because I was right. at mile 14 giving up water. So it oh, was amazing. Oh, you were literally at <laughs> yeah. the marathon today. Yeah, I was literally at the marathon today. Okay. And my goal was to give the water to the elite runners, and they ran right past me. So, <laughs> but I'm doing good, doing gotcha. good. Gotcha. And Stat Pat in I'm, the house. I'm good, man. Um, just you know, just uh, still reeling a little bit from that ga- that game we gave away uh, on uh, Friday. You know, um, but all in all, we're good, man. We missed you on on last Sunday because you know. But we got some of our licks in on Vredo, so we made sure we had, like, yeah. we had to like get him. Guys. He had to let him know, man. He stepped up to the big leagues with, with us, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Go back, right, to his, go back to his show. Well, what on, we're gonna, on, on Infinity. On Infinity, exactly. <laughs> Monday Night Fredo. Go back there. Or The Breaks, either one. Yeah. He does great on both of those shows, guys. Um, uh-oh. Uh, okay, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break because we have a guest here uh, via our Profanity Nation uh, guest hotline here that we're going to see on the screen. Uh, an old friend, Marco, uh, Dr. Marco Nunez is going to join us here. We're going to talk injuries. We're going to talk Lonzo Ball. We're going to talk more than just that. So uh, stick with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the great Dr. Marco Nunez. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams. Hey, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Profanity Nation podcast. Uh, we have the great Dr. Marco Nunez on with us. How you doing, Marco? Oh, I'm doing great. I was about to give some props to Money Mike when he said he was at the, the marathon today. I thought you, for a second, I thought you ran the 26-mile run. Nah, man, I was passing out 2,600 <laughs> cups, man. It was amazing. Hey, hey water boy is yeah, very hey. important. You must stay hydrated. Hey, for real, man. Hey, I was out there. I, you know, I had a cup at, you know, at the very you know, top so they could grab it. 
right off my hand without dropping it. It was amazing. How hey, many though? Man, oh, it was a lot. It was a lot yeah. of people. There's like you, you, you gotta have a go technique to be able to pass up those waters when the runners coming by. You gotta balance the water and stuff like that. Yeah, right? man, you gotta hold your hand up. You know what though? Look, I'm gonna tell you what. Look, look, look. I'm gonna tell. You, I saw one of the nastiest things today that that I didn't know. I understood why they were doing it. But it was so nasty. You had to pee when they were running? No, 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 no. Worse than that. So listen, obviously, even by marathon runners, man, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just taking over the segment, but marathon runners, you know, when they run, they shave and all that type stuff. So Marco, as you know, you know what they use, right, you know, to kind of help uh, prevent chafing is the Vaseline. Yes. Right? So there was, a, they they had somebody, swear to God, took a thing of, 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 Vaseline, and they held it up on some cardboard, and it was a glob of Vaseline on a cardboard, and all these people are coming, swiping out, saying, oh, thank you, you know, just swiping, you know, just, you know, and then I saw somebody go and put someone that lives, I'm like, Oh my God! How many people <laughs> did it? But and they, you're not wearing the wash your hand shirt. No, and, and it was, what was so crazy to me was they was telling me thank you for the water, but they were saying God bless you for the Vaseline. Yeah. Like I was like, wow! Like yeah. I guess this is kind of wild. I mean, everybody was just just wiping away. Like oh my God, that's Vaseline, and they were so excited. And I was thinking like, how many fingers? Was in this cloud of Vaseline. Well, well, yeah, that's interesting to say that. That and, and you know that, that's one of the things that a lot of people don't think about when they, when they're marathon runners or when they're long, long distance runners is that wind chill factor kicks in. And there's this thing called runners nipples where it, it, it's true. You start getting shaping in that area. And I'm not trying to get gross here. Like I said, we're not trying to have something. Yeah, it, yeah. And bleed. So that loop that they get, the Vaseline is huge for them between their armpits because that constant running up and down, they can get shaping here, friction, blisters. All the nipples and the lips. So, at some point, I'd say that the Vaseline is probably more crucial for them as far as pain tolerance and and, and discomfort than the water itself. Man, wow. listen, I saw it. I mean, they literally, they literally took the Vaseline, went like this, and just kept and was like, "God bless you." And I was like, "Ugh." What was what you end up doing is you're what you say. Okay, they took the Vaseline, and then you watch to see what they do with it. Like yeah. that was the thing. Man, look, man, hey, yes, if, I if learned. you were running, you'd be saying thank God for the probably so. Too. The more you know, probably so. I'm like, wow, this is like really interesting. You know? I mean, you know, you know, you just don't think about those things, you know, mm. because look, I don't run, I don't run 50 meters, you know. I think I ran a forty. Maybe at, if you brought Vaseline with you, you nah, could go a little, little I would longer. have to have my own Vaseline. Really slide. That's like so disgusting. <laughs> like even, even, even pre-COVID, man. Pre-COVID, I wouldn't. I wouldn't all right, all anyway. right, Vaseline. But hey, let's so, get to so, some talk here. Okay, Marco. I got I got a couple issues. You and this guy LeBron. Let me ask you this. This guy. LeBron, okay, so this, this guy LeBron. They they got this guy LeBron. Two weeks ago, said that he was going to be out about two to three weeks. And uh, they said he had no no uh, structural damage, right, uh, uh, on, on his ankle. Uh, he's out the walking boot. He's walking fine. If he ain't got no structural damage, why? So, <laughs> Am I wrong just to say, take some Advil and let's just start, let's, get, let's play, let's make the playoffs? Am, 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 I, am I being unreasonable for that? Like, play, dude, play through it. So Even when you, go ahead. 
Well, here's the interesting part about it is that the reports talked about that he that he wasn't going to be out two three weeks. The reports were talking about that he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. So what that says is that in, you're out permanently for three weeks, and we don't know at three weeks we're going to reassess you and then be able to determine see where you're at at that stage. So there is no true timeline. Now the issue that he has is he has a a, a, a strain to his tendon. Not the muscle, not the ligament, the tendon. Now, if you ever look at an anatomy book and you see like the human body, you see the muscles are kind of like red, pinkish, right? And then you see that little white part that, that goes from the muscle to the bone. That's a tendon. And the reason why oftentimes in pictures or images you see the tendon as white is because it has very poor blood supply, hardly any. So as an athlete, you would rather have a muscular strain to the muscle and not the tendon because there's very poor blood supply to that area. And that's one of the big issues that he's having right now. It's a tendon issue, not a muscle issue. So that's where the doctors are like, well, we got to keep an eye on it. Is blood getting to the area? Is it healing? Is it not healing? So it, 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 he's in this little kind of limbo, kind of difficult spot. So you agree with them being out because the day he got hurt, he said he felt a pop and he played the rest of the game. And, and, and some athletes will be able to do that. And, and oftentimes it's attributed to adrenaline. They're, you're in the game, you're moving, you're warm. And then once you cool down, you start feeling some of that discomfort. You start feeling some of that pain afterwards. You start increasing some of that swelling that occurs once you kind of settle down. And that's when it happens during the game. And I agree with you. He, when, when, when I saw the comment or the video where he said, I heard a pop, that in itself is not a good sign because it's an athletic trainer. One of the first things we ask an athlete, once we see it, did you feel or did you hear a pop? When they say no, we're like, okay, all right, we might be good. But when they say yes, that's unfortunately not a good sign because that oftentimes either an ACL tear, an Achilles rupture, or anything like that. So an athlete would immediately feel, I felt a pop in my knee, I felt a pop. Or Achilles rupture, I felt like someone kicked me at the back. When I saw that video, I was like, uh-oh. That's unfortunately not a good sign. All right. So, so your, your advice is he should stay out then. You know, your expert advice based on what you know. Well, this is what we're talking about right now. We're, we've, and this is something we've talked about before. It's so the risk-reward type of thing. You know, where is he at right now? How much pain tolerance? Where are the Lakers? Are they going to be in the playoff on? Are they in the playing tournament type of thing? And this is almost the same situation what happened two years ago with the high ankle sprain. Remember, they were determining, well, can he play? Can he go? Should he go? We're trying to make the play, playing tournament. We're trying to make the playoffs. And unfortunately, the Lakers are in the same spot that they were two years ago when LeBron also had that high ankle sprain. And determined now the high ankle sprain was ligament damage, and that's a little more tolerant. Here we're talking about a tendon, which is a little more severe. The tendon ruptures completely, then we're talking about he's got to have surgery to repair that tendon. So there's a little more risk in this this year than compared to two years ago, unfortunately. Okay, all right, we're cool. The, me... the question Money Mike is really asking is, can, can they just give him some adrenaline before each game, so that way he can play through the pain? Just like he did at the end of the other game when he actually got injured and get us to the playoffs like Money Mike wants. Well, we'll probably give him some uh, five-hour five hour energy drinks. Get him there you go. Let's, let's get rolling. There you go. Ding, right. ding, sponsor. Sponsor opportunity, five-hour right, energy, exactly. by the way. Just right, going to say that. Throw that right. out there. All right. So, okay. So, let's go to this other guy. Let's go to this dude, Anthony Davis. Now, we know he get hurt, right? Like, we know. We know he get hurt. And, and somebody had a meeting, I guess the higher ups had a meeting that even though he feels fine and has no pain, he's not going to go play back to back. Um, I understand that philosophy 30 games into the season, but not when the playoffs are on the line, dog, like, you know, like I, 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 as a whole, 
when we made this decision, let me ask you this. I mean, let me ask it this way. Is there a question in if, there somewhere? It is. Right? If AD, the great Peter if, 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 AD, if, if he has no pain, and and they've made the decision not to play bat to bat, but he has no pain. If he goes, and this is again just your opinion, if he goes to say, "I have no pain," I know we had discussed I wasn't going to do bat to bats, but I, I need to get in there. I'm good to go on the bat to back. Can will they allow them to do that? In, 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 uh, the player, or are they going to stick to what the original agreement is? In your opinion, or does it depend on the player? So, yeah, A, B, or C. And here's the thing about it, and, and, and I'm going to repeat this again, and I think that's one thing that, that we, as Laker fans, we've been spoiled with an, a player like Kobe Bryant. Even when he's having pain, the mom would tell him he's going to go and play no matter what. Right. You know, when I was now we got no pain, though. Yeah, even with no pain, or, or, or even with pain. Um, you know, Kobe, we got spoiled working with him. It was always us trying to kind of tell him, hey, you can't go. You can't go. We had to convince him not to go. He was always ready to go every single day, no matter what, how much pain, how much swelling, how much he had. He wanted to play, period. Um, and we've been spoiled with athletes like him. In this case, I think what, what, what the – at the end of the day, yes, you're right. As, as a grown-ass man, Anthony Davis, it's up to him if he wants to play or not. But he also has to take the recommendation and advice of the sports medic staff, his agent, ownership, and whatnot. I think what the Lakers are doing is that at some point that either they feel a little comfortable or at least they felt comfortable a couple of days ago that they were going to make the playoff tournament. So they're like, hey, let's manage this because our goal is to get you in the playoffs. Now, the beauty, the beauty about going to the playoffs is, that, is that, that there are no back-to-backs. That's a huge benefit. So if they can somehow manage him and get him through the season, make the playoffs, then the Lakers are good with Anthony Davis because there are no back-to-backs and we're set to roll. But the question is, can they manage to get through the, through the season and be able to do that. At some point, if they get into a pickle, so to speak, and they're losing that playing that, that play tournament, that, that rule of, hey, back-to-backs, we don't do that, that may go out the window pretty quick. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at what's going on, man, and it just ain't making no sense. We're going to talk more about that into the show. but yeah. All right. Let's, let, let's, 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 let's transfer over to uh, Chicago. Yeah, let, let's talk about uh, Lonzo Ball. Right. Uh, he's had two surgeries already. He's going into the third one. It better not be the same doctor, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> right. Well, like, well, hang on. That's, like, actually a, that's actually a great question because, Marco, is it the doctor or is it just, is it Lonzo? I mean, can, can, is there someone to blame? Is it that easy? Oh, you better not go to the same doctor. It's the doctor. Or is there, is there just situations that this happens? Correct. So I, I think in this case, it's a fortunate situation. And from what I've read, some of the reports is that Lonzo, the Chicago Bulls, and the Ball family, they've visited several different doctors to get several different opinions. And unfortunately, there hasn't been one solid, hey, this is what's going on. This is going to happen. Well, this is what we need to do to kind of fix it. A lot of procedures that he's done has been kind of pretty much experimental. And in this case, it's still also kind of experimental. What he's doing is having what's called a cartilage transplant. And if and what causes transplant to his knee, if you ever uh, look at a chicken bone, right? If you have a wing and you look at the chicken bone, and you see that white cartilage that kind of surrounds the outside of, uh, of that chicken bone, that's yeah. a cartilage, okay? And often players would have a tear in there, and they would have to do a, you know, they'll do a, a, a scope in there to kind of clean it up. And as of right now, that's what they, they replace. So imagine a little piece of the white bone, that little white part tears off. And what they're doing, they're doing a transplant, meaning they're trying to put one a piece back in there. They're sewing it up, and they're hoping 
that the body's going to absorb it, take it, and it's going to reattach to the knee, and that's going to have additional cartilage on that part. Again, there's some minor, mild research on there on this, but there's no definite research like some of the surgeries. So it's still kind of experimental in this case. The goal is that hopefully it does take, the body takes it, it reattaches it, it solidifies, and it becomes part of his knee. Then hopefully they're hoping that he'll be ready to go. But there's still no definite answer. So it's still up in the air for him. That's why they're thinking that he's going to be out the whole year. They're going to give him the whole year for it to heal. Hopefully it takes, and then he'll be ready to go for the following year. How long until they know whether it takes or not? So what they'll do, they'll do, uh, you know, MRIs every either six to eight weeks, and they kind of kind of follow and keep track of it. At some point, they're going to say, okay, as long as it's progressing and it looks like it's taking, it's healing, then they just stay the course. If it doesn't, then at some point they're going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's go and change let's change plans and see how it goes. But we're looking anywhere probably about anywhere from three to four months. Should they should have an idea? Of, hey, okay, it's taking or it's not taking. So what was the first? What uh, can you go over and say what the first? surgery was and what the second surgery is yeah i, uh, I don't know i don't know between the first and second but i think one of the one of the surgeries was that they felt that there was some debris in there or, or debris meaning dirt or or, or or body parts were kind of floating that kept pushing against a nerve and that's what was causing the pain and i remember here listening a report that they were so definite hey this is what's causing the pain because it's pushing against nerve and we remove this debris we take it out the scope it out remove it he should be fine and i think that that might have been the second surgery that, that uh that from what I read, I don't recall what the first one was, and they were hoping that that was it. And I think that did alleviate some discomfort because, from what I report, is that he was able to kind of dunk and move. And like right now, he's able to dunk and, and kind of do some activities. But when it comes to game situation, when it's pivot turn and stuff like that, that's where he still has some of the discomfort. Um, I think that probably alleviates some issues, but he still has the, the other issues with the car like type of thing. Okay, so do we go to the same doctor? Like, no. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, that, that um, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's a question. Do you, you keep going to this? You know, what's the word? What's the definition of insanity? Keeping doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting different results. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like I mean, I, I I would assume that whoever you went to, you know, worked on the athletes and has been successful. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I definitely I think I would probably go to another expert. You know. Look, I, I, I understand, obviously, the complexity of the human body is much different than, let's say, a vehicle or such. But even the best vehicle repair guy may have to, to try A in order to determine it wasn't that, it was B. And that's the only way to go there, process of elimination. Uh, I, I imagine that's the case with surgeries. And if, if you have a, a complex situation with pain that you can't quite trace or locate... Maybe it's best to get a fresh pair of eyes on it, but maybe not because then they're they're reinventing the wheel also going over kind of everything that you've already done. I don't know. Well, no, you're, me, oh, go ahead. No, you're, you're actually correct. When it, when it comes to assessing an athlete, oftentimes, like, like you mentioned, uh, it, uh, it's, a, it's a process of elimination. We do assessment exams on an athlete and our goal is to eliminate certain things. First one, we do an extra to eliminate, hey, there's no fracture, boom, okay, now we're done. Let's do this assessment, let's test, test our ligaments. All, all the tests, they were negative. Okay, now let's test their muscles. Maybe it's a muscle tendon. So oftentimes, it's a process of elimination. Now, from the reports that I've read is that Lonzo, the Bulls, the Ball family, they've gone to several, several doctors to try to get different opinions. And unfortunately, no one has given them a definite answer. Hey, this is what's going on. This is what you need to do. And this will kind of fix the problem. Um, and that's the, that's the problem in itself is that there is no um, diagnosis, so to speak. 
Um, or, or I should say, there's no definite diagnosis as what's going on with them. Um, so again, this is more this surgery that's having is another, you know, hey, experimental. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully, it works and be able to roll with it as well. All right. So silly question. Yeah. Is there, um, I'm, with a lack of a better term, like an encyclopedia of doctors and the resume on the athletes that they worked on? Like, for example, like Doctor Smith. Let's say he worked on Grant Hill and and Odin and you know all, portfolio. The, all, so all, you the, the, all these players helped. that never came back from injury. And then we then we have the doctor that worked on Kobe, Curry. You know, you know Kawhi. Maybe you know what I mean. Like you know, do do these doctors create like a resume? Uh, successful sur surgeries uh -huh. that they've had, you know what I mean? Because if I see a doctor, no, you know, that worked on Grant Hill, man, it took Grant Hill forever to come back. It, Odin never came back, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, is there a list out there or a resume? You don't have to answer that question. I'm just, I'm just asking. The, the good ones, uh, their, their name precedes them. Everyone, they're, they're known. Right, you know what I mean? Like, because I would be like, hey, Kobe, who's the doctor that you went to? You know, who? Hey, you know, the people that came back. That's Curry, word of you, mouth. Curry, you were having issues with your ankles, but all of a sudden you went to a doctor and they and they fished you up. Who did you go to? You know what I mean? And, and that's interesting that you bring that, that up is, is working with professional athletes and kind of being in this environment is that athletes speak and communicate with each other, whether it's football, football to NBA, NBA talking, stuff like that. So whenever there's an athlete that's having an ankle issue and they know that, hey, so-and-so had the very similar ankle issue that I did, they'll communicate with them. They'll get a hold of them and say, hey, who did you go see? Who did you work with? Who, who did you rehab? Let me see if I can communicate with them and kind of go with that. So it, it, it's kind of interesting that, that you say that because players, athletes do communicate with each other regarding it. So that's very common. Um, I don't know whether, you know, there's a Yelp for doctors to go to and there's an uh, anti-Yelp for doctors not to go to. On top of the, I don't know if that exists. Okay, I was just wondering, man. I, I, I have a question, Marco. I'm curious. As we're sitting here talking and we're talking about all these injuries, or you know, uh, obviously we're discussing basketball uh, and NBA as the topic today. But um, why does my gut tell me that? Just an example. Let's just say LeBron, and even maybe Lonzo. If you take these exact same situations, maybe not LeBron. But perhaps if you take these same situations and you put these players in the NFL, why do I get the sense that they play, that they would play on these types of injuries as opposed to the NBA players that tend to not play? Am I correct in that assumption or am I way off base? So I know we're recording this, but I'm still going to say off the record, so to speak. <laughs> the, the, it's funny. The culture, it, it is it varies from sport to sport. Yes, NFL mentality oftentimes a little different than NBA. Hockey is can be very similar to NFL kind of playing mentality, kind of that. I don't want to say that that, that toughness or, or type of thing where you want to call it. Um, and then also, also you have baseball, but yeah, I mean, you know, NFL. You say enough. You say enough. I'll rescue you. <laughs> you, you, you say enough. Yeah. It's just a different culture. All right, good. So yeah, we, we know. the head. All right, good question. Step Hat, you good? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think we all know when it comes to between the sports, which ones that are going to uh, put themselves in harm's way. You know, I mean, we've seen it too many times. Um, going back to what you were guys talking about, uh, is there like a portfolio of, I mean, 
like Marco said, athletes talk to athletes. You uh-huh. know, we know who the doctors are. We know uh-huh. they 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 get to be who they are by word of mouth. It's not because uh-huh. of the regular people. It's because of the people. And if we, you don't really have to go too much further than to actually look at their work. You know who the people are. I mean, I mean, is a reason. I don't know. It's a reason why Kobe went to Vail. You know, I'm saying like, you know, there's some things that you know people know where the good doctors are, and they'll go find them out. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, I just think that's just how they do it. Hopefully, you know, LeBron, um, like LeBron, Alonzo actually uh, has have the um, has a good um, doctor because I want to get see him back on the court. I think he had a lot. Yeah. To, to give and I hate to see this to go him to go out like this. You know? Yeah, yeah. So we can I, have we can have the De, uh, D'Angelo Russell effect. He get back, show what he able to do, then we get him back on the team yeah, for the minimum. Yeah. For the minimum, exactly. <laughs> right. so give him a second yeah. chance again. Back with the Lakers again. Marco, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was really awesome to have you back on the show. Yeah, uh, we're we're great to see you. We'll get you back on more regularly. Uh, hope you're having a good, uh, you know, we're kind of in the last days of winter here, guys, and uh, yeah. about to hit spring. So, yeah. um, you know, that's a great thing. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you in spring. I know uh, uh, you're a little bit of a baseball guy as well, so uh, we got spring training coming up here. So all good. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon, all right? Sounds good. It's a pleasure having, uh, being on the show again. All right. Hey. All right, man. Thank What's you. Up? All right, Bye, everybody. Bye. All right, guys. So that was some good information. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break again. And we'll be right back. You're watching the Profanity Nation podcast. Don't go anywhere. You're live on Infanity TV on YouTube. Be right back. United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. Hey, we're back. We're here at the Profanity Nation podcast where we are the voice of the professional fan. We have a little segment here that we've started uh, with our boy Step Hat. Yes, sir. Do you have a name for this segment yet? Or is it just. Oh, no, we're still thinking about it. We're working through that. Okay, we're working on that. So we have the jingle, right? Mike, go with the jingle. <laughs> I go with the jingle. Uh, <laughs> hey, no? Step Pat. Player of the week. All right. Step Pat, you're going to, what are you going to do for us? To you're going to highlight. Yeah, I'm going to highlight. Yeah, basically, uh, one uh, Laker a week. Um, last week was Austin Reeves. This year, this week, we're doing Malik Beasley. Nice. Um, yeah, so, like, I like what Malik Beasley does for the Lakers on the court. Um, he have what we call gravity. Um, their people cannot just sag off of him. You know, they, he has a reputation for making shots. Um, when he's not making shots, looking bad. But when he is making shots, he looks just like he did against the Pelicans when he was, I mean, hit seven threes. 
in the first half of that game. Um, but let's go into the numbers real quick. So um, right now he's 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 shooting about I want to say thirty nine percent from the field, which is not really good when you think about him being a shooter. You want to be hovering obviously around the 45, 46 you know, percent mark. Um, when he got in here, when he got with the Lakers, he was around 39% for the year from three-point shots. Now, anybody that's been watching the Lakers and watching the since this trade, we know he hasn't been a 40% three-point shooter. Um, when we talk about the last 10 games, he's only shot 33%, and that's including the, the game that he went 7 for 12 from three-point line. So if you take that percentage out, he's a little, a little under 30% from three. However, when he's on the court, people still have to respect him, and so he provides the spacing that we need. Um, but going forward, I would just like to see him, you know, not always settle for that three. You know, take it to the rack, get a couple of easy baskets. I mean, I, re- I remember when I was, you know, young and just always hearing, like, Stu always talking about, like, get a couple of layups, you know, make a couple of free throws and get that rhythm then you can start jacking up shots. He's he's pretty much a volume shooter. So as as Lakers fans, uh, we have to use, we have to look at that. Um, I think this game right now he's already well started the game zero for two. So it was like another day at the office right now. You know, for, for him. Yeah. Um, but I just want him to just go and just I mean Ham is allowing him to have this free reign that he can go ahead and shoot as many times he wants. Um, but I just. I'd need a little bit more consistency. And and if this was, if this was Danny Green, we wouldn't have killing Danny Green right now. Because we did, you know. So yeah. it's like, so, I mean, at this point, I guess I can ask the question, are, should we expect more from him? I mean, I know what he provides on the court in terms of spacing, but we now need that spacing to turn into point production. What do you guys think? I mean, we, we definitely need more from him because of – Basically, the players that we have on the court, like we have um, AD every other game. So uh, D'Lo is is probably he's back. He's been the most consistent in doing what he's doing, but he can't do it alone. Uh, um, so you know, if D'Lo will be able to get more assists, if he if he's be able to make his shots. So yeah, definitely, I think um, you know overall, I think he's performed pretty well. But yes, he definitely needs to have uh, more games uh, with, with a good stroke. I think I think you know I think Ham's making the right choice. I think if you have a shooter that you traded for, and since they came onto the team, their shooting just isn't quite up to par. You keep shooting. Exactly what you do. You keep him out there, and you have him keep shooting. Uh, like you said, even if he's just a decoy, he's still serving uh, a purpose. He's still even a. Uh, substandard Malik Beasley out there shooting is better than what we had. Um, and the decoys, you know, much welcome. So, yeah, you, you keep shooting, and you know, you know, that as a shooter, you know, things can be streaky. Um, he hit that day the 7 out of 12, so he can still do it. He's not injured. It's just a matter of, of comfortable and, and, you know, getting into the 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 rotation of, of this team a little better, and it's going to start to hit. He's got plenty of time, you know, so – uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great addition. I think he'll continue to be. Now, coming into the last game, he has shot um, 40% from wide open threes. So what I hopefully anticipate, uh, when LeBron comes back in on the court, you're going to have a lot of different options on the court 
if you have the pick and roll game with AD and D'Lo, and then you also have you you know uh, LeBron on the court, and if he gets the ball on the kickout, he can always you know to you know take it, collapse defense, and those are going to be wide open shots. Some of the shots sometimes Beasley does. He gets the ball, he takes a couple of dribbles, and he shoots it because he's shooting the ball. Um, but he'll be in more of a catch and shoot positions, and I think that's where his I think his percentage will increase because it wouldn't be all he has to do is just look at the basket, set himself up, and just go and shoot the shot. So I think it is going to work. I think there is hope for him. Um, like you said, it is shoot or shoot. Um, but now that we have options like Austin Reeves on the bench, um, we have Schroeder. I think right now the leash might be a little bit short. I mean, we're going to put him out there. He don't let him start. But if he's not, if it ain't on, it ain't on. You know, and I don't Excellent. want him, so Excellent. that's where we're at. Excellent job. Yeah. Excellent job. Yeah. Thanks for that information. That's uh, great. Still learning about these new Lakers, of course, as the trade, and it brought a lot of new faces and a lot of new names to the team. So really appreciate that step, Pat. Yes, sir. Uh, guys, uh, let's talk about this now. Let's get to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you yourself had a board of the games of life. So that's the board of a lifetime. That's the games of a lifetime. Yeah. So originally this this was called mm. that LeBron's, LeBron's games. Yeah. These were the 23 games of LeBron's life. Uh, I'll say LeBron conveniently got injured and it's going to get reevaluated as we were talking to Marco um, you know, in three weeks to find out if he's able to be on the court. So, um, I swear, if I was LeBron, it, I'd probably get up and punk you. Just that, ma- right, that, right that, that makes lip. it unfair a to little call jab. it. That makes it unfair to call it LeBron's twenty-three games of his life. But I want to keep this going and basically how we've been playing. Uh, a is a win. F is a loss. We we start out the first uh, uh, eight games pretty well. You know what I mean? We went. You know, six and two in the first eight games. Um, then we're uh, games after that. We've lost l- literally the Nets uh, four out of five, uh, uh, and that puts us in seven of seven and five. Uh, and and we were supposed to be. Well, remind me, step back. Oh yeah, I wanted seventeen, I mean, I mean 17 and six. Seventeen and six. So that don't look like it's gonna happen. It don't yet. look like it's gonna happen. And these games that that I'm happening that that, that we're gonna get into it. We 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 got we gonna get into AD uh, because you know with AD there, I think it all kind of started. In, let's start with um, when we was over on the West Coast. I mean, uh, on a road trip, AD we won that game, and then for some reason they were like, "Oh, AD's not gonna play tomorrow," and it's only Houston, and they're in last place. We'll be able to beat them without Houston. And Houston, I mean, I mean, without AD, and, Houston, and that we have a problem. Yeah, Houston, we have a right. problem. Like, like you literally put uh, uh, billboard markets on there. And here's the thing: it doesn't matter, and everybody knows this. It does not matter if you have, are one in eighty and seventy-five. You, everybody gets up for the Lakers all the time. It's the Lakers, right? Everybody gets up for them. And then for you to go say, yeah, no, we don't have LeBron. Nah, AD ain't going to come, you know, but we'll still be able to win. You know, it, they were way too confident of two things, of AD not playing, and the second thing, oh, we'll be able to win without him. And that is completely not what happened, right? And then 
You so you kind of get in the mode of, hey, okay, cool. We no back to back, but when eighty's there, we're going to win, and that hasn't happened either. Yeah. Um, first of all, like you said, it's we we're taking these games for granted, and that's what I noticed. We were third. We 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 were I think six and two, or we were looking at our I think nine and three since the trade deadline at one point. And we really started to look like we were making the move into almost getting to the six, six seed. I think we were at, I think the highest we went to was at one day with the seventh seed. Man. Everything was coming together. And we were 33 and 34. 33 and 34, we're only one game behind. We finally get the 500. Finally get over that hump. Just to say that we're 500 this year. You know, we clawed back. We did all that. And that would have been so much. It would have been a very psych- a great psychological boost. And they took the days, they took it, whatever reason, they took him out. The Laker organization scared that he was, you know, his glass, so he's going to break. But at the same time, you can't cheat the basketball gods. And so that's what we do. We go out there, we put him on the court, and because, like you said, money, um, we have now AD back. So we're going to win this game. And we were in the game, and we won the game, and we were going to win this game. But that person that literally took off the game made all the bonehead mistakes at the end of the game to win the game. He, oh, the last game, the last the game. Last game. We'll talk about. So it's like, so when you when you have Houston, you got to win against Houston, or you 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 or you have to play. And if you're not going to play, you got to win the next game. And it just seems like we have been taking these games off, and we're now. I think today we're we're at thirty four and thirty seven. So it's 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 really a bad. I mean, luckily the West sucks because we should have been out the playoffs, but we still have an opportunity to make it to the. Playoffs. Oh, we're doing our best to get out of them. Though. We we we're, we're really we're doing our actively. best to drop the ball. LeBron, there. I mean, if you if you're listening, I mean, if you're really not that hurt, I mean, I hear a little. Uh, well, there's an optimistic story out that Irvin Ham said that he may come back this year. Well, it really doesn't matter if we're out the playoffs. Well, you're going to come back in the last three games, and you're literally going to be mathematically back. back. Come on, you know they're so not going to So what are we gonna, doing here? They're not going to keep I mean, back. I, I, I'm just, I don't understand. I, I, I really – what is the goal here? Is the goal to make the playoffs? Like, do we really want to do this? The 10th seed. Do we do – The we, plan. You know – They want to make the plan. I, I don't really – like, what's more important? You know that that's that's my question uh, to the front office, to to Darvin Ham, to so you're confused, Davis. right? I I, um, I I agree. I'm confused by their commitment, money. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, as a fan, as a season, uh, season ticket holder, um, I'm kind of sitting there going, "Well, you know what? Why am I going to dedicate my energy and my?" You know this or that. I'll, I'll do it. Millions at my of dollars. Leisure. I'll take. Yeah, I'll take a couple. You know, I'll take maybe you know a couple weeks off too as a fan mm-hmm. and come mm-hmm. back. You guys get to take time mm-hmm. off and come back. You don't seem so committed to the cause. Why? Why am I as a fan so committed? Why am I sitting here going? Oh, I got to watch this game. Got to watch that. Guy. I, you know what? I don't. I guess. I guess I could take games off too. So so if the yeah. fans start treating the teams like the teams are treating the fans, it, look. And, yeah, I mean, and look, and let me just, let me get set the record straight. I am not. If if AD has any discomfort anywhere, don't play. You know, but he because, didn't. You know, that's what I'm saying. Don't AD don't play. I've seen it. I've seen him not be 100 percent and try to play. It doesn't go very well. Mm-hmm. But if I see him play well at the end of the game, he's he has no pain. 
The next day he wakes up, he has no pain, he's feeling good. And we're just doing the decision to, I, I just don't understand that if, what is the agenda? Is is you know that that's my question. It can't be. Is, to make is the, the agenda mm-hmm. to win the game, mm-hmm. or to to win to win as many games as we can to make the playoffs, or is the agenda to load manage and see if we can make the playoffs as we load manage? We cannot do both. We have to find out what is the Lakers' agenda right now because we know we don't have uh, LeBron. That's on record. If eight, we need AD out there now. With that being said, we need AD not to make bonehead plays. My God. You know, right? Let's get into so, it. So, you know, because I saw him. Money Mike, set, set the table. What I, game I, you're okay. talking about? Lakers so, played. So, la- so last game, uh, who, who were you playing against? Mavericks. We Mavericks. were playing against the Mavericks. Um, we're, it's less, less than a minute left in the game. We're up by four. And I saw Anthony Davis single-handedly. Lose, lose the game for Lakers. Yeah. We're up by four. He runs out to a three-pointer, fouls him. Thank God he missed the shot, right? Otherwise because it, it, it would have been a four-point play, right? So he misses the shot, but he makes three free throws. Then, next play, he goes and gets fouled. Less than about 30 seconds left in the game. AD, 80-percenter, all, if, if, dude, you got you got to make the two free throws at that time. He only makes one, right? Classic again. Classic. By yeah. the way, he this, did that against this, the Mavs the and Philadelphia. This, this, this is what he does. Timeout. Timeout. Everybody knows that your focus has to be on Kyrie. I understand that, but you at, at this point in time, listen. I don't get paid Darvin money, but there's some things as I'm watching that is really, really obvious, right? We want the worst case scenario and the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is at minimum we need it need we need to go to OT. That that that's the complete worst case scenario. Right? So now and what's the score at this point? And then we're down by two. Okay. I mean I'm sorry. We're up, up by two. Up. Listen. It's very simple. It's, it's less than 20 seconds left in the game. We we do not allow a three-point shot. We stick with our men. I understand Kyrie is Kyrie, right? I um but once you chase Kyrie off the off the block, um you see him secure. There's two men. There's two people. You have a person over in the corner and you have the person over uh at, at almost at the top of the key. And we have three we have Kyrie double team we had three, uh, the other three, looking as a spectator at what Kyrie's doing. And then... And, and, and one of those guys is AD. And one of those guys is AD, and he's at the free throw talking about he's going to go for the rebound. Dog, what are you talking about? You, you know what it felt like? This is what it felt like to me. As I was watching this game, it felt like they were like, when Kyrie passed the ball... To, I don't even know the guy's name. AD said, oh, yeah, he is behind the three. Let me go get him. Oh, yeah, he is. Like, like he got reminded that there was somebody be, behind the three line. And I knew it was going to go in. Yeah, I knew. The dude, was, the dude was wide open. And that really is like what the play was. If you look at it now, mind you, I'm looking on the TV. You know, they're in the game. There's two people in the corner. You you realize at some point in time, Kyrie is going to be the decoy. 
we got to do better. We, we got to do better. We cannot. The reason why we're in the situation we are in now is because how many games Stapp had? What would you say, 10? We've lost games by one or two points for the last-minute shot that we were not, not able to execute. That yeah. is the biggest problem that we've had all year. Yeah, we can't finish games and put teams away when we're supposed to. And one thing um, that, to me, now I have to look at it objectively, and I have to look at it just like, I just don't know if he's built for it. And that's just my that's my, uh, that's my uh, argument. Y'all can flame me all you want. I've seen a large sample size to see a team, I've seen a player not really just put it on his back. I mean, and I know Marco came on and he said that we have been spoiled because we are still living with the, the memory of Kobe. Um, but I can tell you right now, when Shaq was hurt, Kobe was putting them things up. He was putting them up like, bruh, you can go ahead and take all the rest you need. I'm about to put these things up, right? And he was just going out there. And I thought we had that. And so. Like, when, when I'm sorry to cut you off, but when when Le, uh, LeBron went down, you saw something different in AD. And I was like, okay, AD one is up for the challenge. Now he's going right back to AD. No, it's just funny because, like, it was right around that time, we were 33 and 34. And he was balled up until that point. And then what you call it had that crazy game um, against uh, I think what was it what who did he play uh, that um, D'Angelo Russell went off oh when he had thirty one yeah it was that uh, I can't think it was the West Coast team yeah uh, against uh, uh, the, the, no. the the Grizzlies right yeah 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 so he went against all uh, against the Grizzlies and the Morantless Grizzlies yeah you know and so pretty much put it on him and it felt like oh. I don't have to do it as much as I have to do it. Like I don't have to give it 110% anymore. I got another cat here that can get 30 points too. I can be cool with my 17 points, 15 rebounds, making, I mean, doing that. So then all of a sudden he's, he's doing that like I call it the Derek Carson syndrome. Like, you know, he, 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 he says put it on me, but he don't really want you to put it on me, right? Put it on me. Give me all the responsibility. It's my fault. It's my fault. Right, every time they lose, it's my fault. It's my fault. Okay, now let's look at let's look at the numbers. Now, remember, we just talked about his series. I have never seen a, a star of the Lakers actually just have a series three back to back bonehead plays like that to lose us the game. So you would think, right? You would think Anthony Davis would come out and just own it. come in and like you know what, put it on me. What what does put it on me looks like? So far, the Lakers are up by ten points in third quarter. Against the Orlando Magic, and our guy Anthony Davis has seven points, seven rebounds. Third quarter. This is fourth quarter numbers. I've seen him already. Still have, LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So he's still our number one option. So he's, he's not even the one A. He's just a clean one. Meanwhile, everybody balling. Austin Reeves, seven, sixteen points. Russell, thirteen points. Troy Brown, twelve points. You see what I'm talking about? Like he has. We're talking about all this depth. But this, all this depth don't mean nothing if we don't have our alphas, our number one our players, anchor. our anchor playing like that. We need them to do this in addition to those 25 points, 15 rebounds that you get. Not you take the time off and then let us struggle and let us carry you home. We're not supposed to carry AD home to any of this. Matter of fact, I don't even know. I actually kind of think that the Lakers probably were using this as a sample size. Kind of seeing what we're looking at. What do we have here? Can you stay healthy for number one? 
And number two, if you're going to play, can you bring us home? Can you get us over the top? Without LeBron. Without LeBron. You have to prove that. You can't just sit there and say, you're talking about, I want to be on that wall. Would you want to be on that wall in what capacity? You want to be Paul Gasol or do you want to be Kobe Bryant? You know what I'm saying? What you want to? Which, what, in what way do you want to be? Do you want to be Goodrich, or you want to be, you know, Elgin or Jerry West? You can get on that wall. You're going to have a Hall of Fame career. But when you're talking about way you talking like that, it's like you trying to be Shaq. You talking like you want to be the guy. Well, you got to start being the guy. And seven points and seven rebounds right now ain't getting it for me. And I'm sorry, I question his heart. I question. Does his desire, does he really want to do it for? Because, look, it's a different animal. You are always going to be under the uh, under the microscope legacy. every game. Your legacy is at stake every game when you put on that Lakers uniform. And that's jacked up, but you know what you signed up for. When you come when you want to say you want to be here for the Lakers. So here we are, man. It's time to show and prove, man. I mean, enough look, is enough. It, it, it's kind of true because, I mean, you, you actually, and I, ooh, I hate to say this, you kind of feel like, like when you think of AD, do you really think of him as a Laker? Like I, I think of LeBron more of a Laker than, wow. than AD. Like, and I kind of hate to say that. That's wow, news. I kind of hate to say that. But you, but you know what I mean, though. Like, I can't like, believe he said well, that. because and, and this is why I do will say that one thing that LeBron has done is he has acknowledged what what it means to be a Laker and how Laker fans are. So he at least understands the. Uh, psych- psychology, the culture, the culture about mm-hmm. being a Laker. Mm-hmm. I don't feel AD has had that. AD hasn't, you know, he's on the team, you know, <laughs> but has he really understand the culture and and really expressed about what it means? A uh, LeBron James at, le- at least has done that. Would you? Would you? Would you well, yeah, I would tell you this, and and um, oh, I said I, that. I, I can't believe. Yeah, I said. man, look, man, I, and it's it, but I. I, look, I mean, we might say that like LeBron was stat pad. We stat pad. We might say that. We might say that. But you know, no, those numbers on the board. Those, th- those there are going to yeah. be some thirty points. There are going to be some triple doubles on the board. Like I'm saying, he's still going to give you thirty points a night. Yeah, okay, it's not going to get. I'm not getting any seven point numbers. I'm yeah. getting thirty points from you a night. Okay, so when I was looking at him and not giving me these numbers, I'm sorry. I'm questioning his his desire. And one thing, look. I, Look, dude, and and I know it's his first year as a coach, but maybe he's not going to. He's just not the right person to get the best, of, the most out of AD. Because I'm gonna tell you right and now, who is? I'm gonna tell you who could do that, and I'm gonna tell you who would have done that, and that's Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. I'm not saying I want Phil Jackson now, yeah, but right. Phil Jackson would have at least called him out long time ago. He would have known what well, this this effort right now is unacceptable. There is no fire from Darvin Ham. I think Darvin Ham is a little just too cool for school for me. Just hey man, everything's right. I'm not trying to hold I'm not trying to hold nobody. I want everybody to be cool. Have fun. Be accountable. Talk it out. All that. I never seen him mad. I never seen him get in somebody's ass. I never seen it. And this is the time where you need to go into somebody's ass right now. Because the effort that you're getting right now from your number one, your superstar player, is not acceptable. Period. I don't care what nobody say. It's what it is. It's, I mean, y'all can say that, I mean, we're too, you know, old school and all that. Basketball is the same. It's the only thing that's different is the technology. That's it, man. You, you, you that's know, it. Basketball you know, is basketball. You know what the most scariest thing about this whole thing, this whole situation, I thought about it? We have two players on match contracts or 
should be max contracts. Super max. Super max. All that stuff. And we do not have a closer. We we do not have a closer. We 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 we, we see Angelo Russell ice in his veins. We see LeBron hmm. who who you know people call the goat yeah, and everything. No fear there. We we've shown him not being able to close, and we've seen AD literally not opposite, not only uh, not close the opposite, not only not close, but basically sabotage the game. Like we've seen him sabotage the game, and and. and it's 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 really scary because I feel like even if we do make the playoffs somehow, limp in the playoffs, if there's a close game and we have AD and LeBron both on the court and healthy, I can't trust neither one of them at the end of the game. At the end of the game. Like, who, who, who are you picking? Who are you picking? Well, like, like what do you mean of those two? Of those two. I mean, I don't know. Or are they both decoys? I mean, they're. they're I mean, we you, have, we have to. So we have to defer. It's, it's 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 AD and LeBron or the others. Who are you going with? Well, it's going to be the others. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. It's going to be the others Ooh. because because what, what's what's going to happen is no one's going to take this like let, let, Russell let, will. Well, yeah, Russell will. Now let's think about the last game against the Mavericks. We saw there was two things that were working. So you saw that the pick and roll was working. For us, when it was AD and um, and D'Angelo, I think it's is actually really good. I mean, you can you can trust D'Angelo Russell to make the the good play. He's either gonna you know, you set him up for a easy basket, or he's able. He got a nice little mid range game. So he's when if he gets in no man's land, he's not going to get scared of the shot. He's going to make a good decision, right? We don't run that at the end of the game, and I don't understand why. Why are we not milking plays? You, they're fronting you. They're got, they got defense behind you. We're not gonna. You putting your hand up to play just to get the ball is not really working for us. If you're getting fronted and there's somebody behind you, you putting your hand up and you don't have the more the hops that you once have. So you're not gonna just grab the ball and then pivot and then you know lay it up like that's 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 Pelicans AD. We don't have that AD anymore, right? So. We have to make sure that he's getting the ball in better, better positions. Why are we not milking these? And that's why I think when it comes to the end of the game, we will run that play, that action, and then there's going to be wide open, especially if LeBron get the ball. He can't wait to kick it out to the open shooters. So that's what I'm saying. So that's why I feel that it will be more likely somebody else making those shots because it's always going to come from a kick out. So we're going to depend on the others, the others. To, to win the game. The others. Yeah, that that's a sad thing. All right, everybody. So everybody knows, because uh, you all watch this, like I said, I do this every time, but uh, I know you guys are super fans here, professional fans of the Profession Nation. So uh, you all know that we finish our show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. It's pretty easy. Money Mike is going to share his thoughts or opinions on a topic, and he just wants to know if those thoughts are in bounds or out of bounds. You can comment over there on the comment box. And while you're doing that, be sure to hit the subscribe button right below here uh, for the Infanity TV. You're going to get great shows. And, of course, uh, you won't miss an episode of the Profanity Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Money Mike's out of bounds. Money Mike, you've got the mic. Yeah, so look, you know, I, I'm, this is just a feeling of mine about what's going on. Right now, we're pretty much in the middle of March Madness. And I don't care about it. Like I don't really care about like what's going on, you know. You 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 see um, the upsets, you know. I know Purdue lost, and uh, uh, you know they were the first number one seed to lose to a sixteen, 
And it kind of like, okay, cool. I want the other team to kind of go. But then they when they get blown out the next game, you, you don't care. Same thing with Foreman. Foreman, Foreman I, don't, I don't know where they're Foreman. Foreman, you know, they came back and won, and then they got blown out the next game. So I, I've decided, like, you know, March Madness, I loved the, used to love to watch it because you always would find that player that that was – that's why I discovered Kimball Walker, for example. Like, you know what I mean? You know, players like that. But I don't think I'm going to really watch March Madness until right around the Final Four. Like, I kind of want them to get over all the fluff and all the stories and, and, and the Cinderella stuff. Just get to the Final Four, then I want to go and pick it up there. Don't really care about watching every game. Am I out of bounds to say I don't care what happens until we get to the Final Four? Um, I'll start, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, Elite Eight. Uh, Sweet 16, maybe a little soon this year. Elite Eight is when you want to chime in. Uh, and the reason why is you want to follow the ride. You want to get uh, acquainted with the team. You want to know the teams and, and, and the ride that they took to get there to the finals. Uh, that's what the, the March Madness is all about. So you're not you're not completely out of there. But, yeah, I think it's more Elite Eight. Go ahead, Seth. Um Well, I'm going to just say first, let me just qualify this. I love March Madness. Okay. And I like – from the I love How's this year? I love I, I love the first day Thursday I mean that Thursday nine a.m. I'm looking at our school you know I'm I, I'm watching it on my phone I'm teaching class but I'm saying give them an assignment I'm looking at it on my phone like I'm there from the first tip up into the last tip and honestly the first weekend is where you get the the craziness that is the madness. The madness is not Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, and Final Four. That's not the madness. Yeah, but that, they're not, they're not that is win. the thing. That is the reason why we uh, we know those teams. Those are the teams that's supposed to be there. If you think about the top sixteen, or it's a top twenty-five, and there's only sixteen teams, you expect at least ten to twelve other top sixteen teams to be there. But when you get like half of those teams are the Furmans of the world, or the Crichtons, or something like that, and the Michigan States, and you look at it. You watched them, and now you got a good idea of if they can make that Cinderella run to the Final Four. More likely, it starts at the Sweet 16. But for that first weekend, they've been the story. It's been driving all the ratings because everyone wants to see the Cinderella wins. And so, and so, yes. And then if you have if you play a bracket, you know that's like that also is reason why you're you're trying to be the cute one to try to say I'm gonna get my eleven, you know, gonna beat my six seed team or I got oh I was the only one to pick that thirteen four team, you know I already got picked that game, you know, and it's and it's just to me the madness is the first weekend, the other weekends is 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 what it's supposed to be, and then we're going so yeah I think you're way out of bounds today, man. Way, oh, look at that. Way out of bounds. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I I respect the story. I know like. I think they did Santa Barbara. You see Santa Barbara dirty because you know they they've only made it to the uh, the big dance, what they call it, four times, and they basically said that that they've never won in the century. You know, like the narrative was like messed up. You know what I mean? Like it's only been twenty three years. In the century, yeah, it's that, right. it's that conference, man. That conference, <laughs> so, they're producing somebody, and then like UCI, yeah, made half it out full of there, or half like, empty. Yeah, dude, they get, they get blown out from that conference. Half full, half empty. Yeah, uh, excellent, excellent segment. I, I'd like to before we close out here, really quick. I think we have about a minute. Uh, Step Pat, let's talk about March Madness really quick. Um, have you seen any team, any uh, projected upsets? I know a lot of people are picking Alabama. 
uh, to take it home this year. Do you have any thoughts? Um, well, I like Alabama, but um, I saw San Diego State um, is in that bracket. So they're the number fifth seed. They're going to play them in the Sweet 16. I think they have a puncher's chance. I like their athleticism. They play really, really good defense. And so I'm thinking that can be, you know, something to uh, look for. Then you have um, the the bracket for UCLA in the West. It's now wide open. Kansas got knocked out. Um, so you, you see now, and, it's you know, see there's going to be, I think, in Vegas, right? I think it's yeah. going to be the, the West Regional is in Vegas. So they went to Sacramento, right? This this weekend is in Sacramento, and next weekend is in Vegas. They're going to have home court advantage, close, yeah. and, 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 you know, in this. So it's right now for the taking for UCLA to make it to the uh, to the Final Four. Um, and then on the other side, I just, like, um, I did, I, I thought, I thought Arizona, but they kind of, like, you know, just took it out. I was just, I was so dis- so disappointed with You're Arizona um, because I had them, you know, going <laughs> to the final four of my so bracket. Your my bracket was busted, busted, busted. But um, you know, and then if you if then you got like you said, you just you have um, I do like Crichton. I mean, he has a number seven seed, so we'll see them. Uh, it's just it's just right now. It's just you know, it's so wide open. This year is one of the most. Wide open. This is the first year, I think, my friend sent me a text. And this is going to be the first time in the Sweet 16. And I'm going to let – I know we got to run. But um, the Sweet, Sweet 16 that – that um that we have, Kentucky's not going to be in it. Kansas is not going to be in it. Duke is not going to be in it. North Carolina is not going to be in it. Like the first time and the second time since 1980 – have we not have and all of these of blue bloods in there? And so that just tells you right now, when you're talking about Mouse Madness, there you go. There you go. Do you have a pick? Um, I hate to say this, man, but uh, I think UCLA got it this year. Really? Yeah, really? I hate to say it. I think Excellent. UCLA can do it. Excellent. Okay. They can do it. All right. Well, that's it. You Fight heard on. it straight from Step Pat. Put all your money, your house, your horse, your car. <sighs> On UCLA to take it all for March Madness. We're going to check on them next uh, week. You can send your emails to (laughs) step at at Profanity Nation if you're upset by that. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Marco Nunez. Always great information. We spoke about Lonzo Ball, of course, LeBron James, all of that good stuff. If you missed any of it, you know where to find it right here on YouTube, Infanity TV. Uh, you will find it here, and we have our next week's show coming up on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. like we always do. Until then, you'll find The Breaks, you'll find Monday Night Fredo, you'll find The Art of Love, plenty of shows to watch, uh, plenty of things to uh, sink your teeth into, and uh, we'll continue with March Madness. We'll bring you updates on that next week. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Until then, take care of yourselves. Peace. Peace. Peace